All right, everybody. Aaron, Tom, and Keith here from a Little Less Conversation podcast with a new offer for you. Normally, our sponsor, Craig Peterson, down at Summit Automotive in Fond du Lac, offers $50 in free gas when you purchase a vehicle from them. Could be new, used, car, truck, van, SUV, or whatever they have. If you go down there and buy a vehicle, what's the offer now, Dom? It's $100 in free gas. How do you get that, Aaron? You got to go down to Summit Automotive in Fond du Lac and purchase a vehicle. Stop down by Craig Peterson. Craig Peterson. Craig Peterson. Craig Peterson. Mention our podcast, a little less conversation, when you purchase a vehicle, and he's going to give you $100 in free gas. cord i said i was gonna do that after last week and yeah. i forgot we all ready i'm ready all ready. right ready are you ready <laughs> welcome to another episode of the last conversation podcast this is keith meyer talking <laughs> <laughs> That sounds just like nobody I know. <laughs> now, I'm really going to welcome you all to another episode of the Let's Conversation Podcast. Uh, with you always, your host, Keith, Aaron, Dom. Time for another album review today. We're going to do the uh, Machine Gun Kelly Tickets to My Downfall, released in September of 2020. So, before we start... Had any of you guys ever listened to any Machine Gun Kelly before this album? Not intentionally. No. Okay. I have heard Machine Gun Kelly before. I don't think I've heard any of his shit. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe um, I have. Didn't know I, I, I've listened to some of his stuff and was not a fan. It's just, mm. it's rap, right? Or is it a... Sort of. Sort of. It, it, it falls in that weird... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's weird, but... Because you, you hear more and more artists kind of going that that way nowadays, um, it's it's a it's a guitar rap, I guess you would call uh, it like rap. I, I wouldn't even call it rock. No, it's it's kind of rap, hip hop ish, pop. Like it, it's a weird meld of different things that they're gonna have to come up with a word for it because there's so much of it out there right yeah. now. So now, did you, did you guys do any actual like research on this? Because this. We found it on the rock charts, didn't we? Or yep. it was considered rock chart. Yeah. It's actually considered to be... It's not considered to be straight rock. It's considered to be punk pop. Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, well, I addressed that in here. Okay. Yeah. I, I did not look at that. Okay. Because I, I knew we had found it on the rock. I didn't look at that until after I was done listening to the album. I did. I usually do a little bit of research just to find out mm-hmm. what happened, like where this album was and yeah, stuff like that. So... Machine Gun Kelly, Tickets to My Downfall, came out September of last year. Track one, title track, um, which the name of it is title track, but it it does talk about how you can buy tickets to his downfall. Um, 
not knowing anything about this album, I thought this song was actually, I, I thought it rocked pretty, pretty good. Uh, it, it, and I said it comes off as a little bit punk with, with some 90s influence. I kind of liked it. I gave it an A. Ooh. Wow. I got a feeling we're going to have wow. some severe, like, we're going to have some big differences in this, in this review, there's, I think. But there's going to... Yes, but there might be some surprises, some surprises in here too. Um, so I said that this sounds what like what would have happened if Kurt Cobain tried to rap to grunge music. A bit of a mess, but I did not hate it completely. I gave it a C plus. Hmm. Okay, he sings though, doesn't he? He's not really rapping in there. Yeah. It's a, it's a singing rap, yeah, type of. thing. It's but I the, the first in the first ten seconds I'm like, is he trying to sound like Kurt Cobain? Because he kind of does a little bit. Where's this guy from? Does anybody know? Mm-mm. I don't know. You looking it up? Yeah, I'll look it up. I, I, I know where it's not. He's not from England. Because remember the one song we were listening to? <laughs> Sounded like he had a British accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. She kind of does throughout this whole album. Uh, uh, I only noticed it in one or two two songs. He's from Houston, Texas. Yeah. Oh, hmm. damn near England. <laughs> 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 All right. Tr- uh, track one, title track, definite punk sound. I thought the lyrics were pretty good, and I like the drums on the track. Good start to the album. I gave it a B. All right. So we're not too far off. Um, song two, Kiss Kiss. Uh, I thought this was another pretty good song. Uh, it's about drinking and clubbing. It's a little repetitive, but the instrument, the instrumentals, again, were good, um, which is a theme throughout this whole album, I think. I, I give it a B. All right. So maybe we're not super close in grades on this one, Keith, but we are very close in what we wrote. I said, musically, not a bad song. Unfortunately, the lyrics don't hold up. I gave it a C-. minus. Kiss Kiss. Very upbeat track about getting fucked up. A little repetitive, but not bad. I gave it a B. See me and Aaron were right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> I, I, I think what's going to happen throughout this album, and, and I'm going to go ahead and shoot this out there because it I think Dom's not going to like it. And the reason is, this album has a very heavy 90s influence to it, and you're not a big fan of 90s music. And, and I think... No, I'm, I'm a fan of good 90s music. This... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the 90s music in general, you're not a huge fan of. Where this is... this If you put this album... If this album would have came out in 96, it, it would have got crazy radio play. Yeah. Song three, Drunk Face. This song is about doing things that you know you should quit, but you will get better next summer. He wants to quit the drugs, but he'll do it next year. He wants to quit the girl, he'll do it next year. Another good punk song. I gave it a B B again. All right. I said Drunk Face. More of the same here. Good music, juvenile lyrics, and a similar sound. Very repetitive. D+. Okay. Uh, Drunk Face. Another upbeat track that I kind of like. Decent lyrics, but a bit repetitive again. 
I have a feeling this guy really likes to get fucked up, but whatever. Keep the music rolling. I gave it a B. Track four, Bloody Valentine. Uh, this guy's not a world-class poet, but I haven't hated any of his lyrics. The song's about having a one-night stand, I think. Usually, <laughs> this guy's got a good sound. The first four are, are pretty good. Kind of surprised how much I like this album so far. I also gave this one a B. Bloody Valentine. And now, a little side note here. This is the last song I listened to. Because the original version, when I before I texted you guys asking you to get straight on how many tracks there were, the original version of what I listened to did not have Bloody Valentine in it. It, really? was, it, it was a different song in there. A different song that's not yes. even on here? Yes. Was it any good? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what it was called actually this, anymore. This song he actually released. This is one of the songs so, he, he released. So keep in mind, I listened to this after I listened to the entire album. So you're going to hate the song. Might be the best singing job I've heard from Oh, wow. wow. But that's not saying too much. Slightly better than an average song here. I gave it a C plus. Huh. Okay. Bloody Valentine. Uh, I like the music on this track. Not sure if he's getting his rocks off in a simulation on this song, but that's <laughs> what I take away from these lyrics. Anyway, I give the song a C plus. Song five, Forgive Me Two, featuring Halsey. The song is great musically. Lyrics are weak in this one. Uh, I like the Halsey verse. Worst song so far, but it's still not terrible. I gave it a C. So, and again didn't check out anything about this album other than just listening to it, right? Forget Me Too. Four songs in, I think I have a decent feel for where this album is going. This is not a rock album. It is a punk album. Or at least it should be. Because it would make more sense as that. I gave it a C. Hmm. Uh, Forget Me Too, featuring Halsey. I like this track. Very upbeat. Lyrics are above average. And I like Halsey's voice. So that brings this song up to an A for me. Wow! Yeah, she made it way better. I I, I thought she was great on the song. Yeah. I didn't, I, but his part I thought was so weak that I, I didn't really care for the song. Mm. All I know, song tr- or track six. All I know, featuring Trippy Red, uh, another pretty good song. This one's a little slower. Not sure why he sounds British on just about every song. Uh, <laughs> I I gave him a B minus on this one. <laughs> track six. All I know. All I know is this is not an album that I will listen to again. I don't hate it, but it has done nothing to catch my attention. Sadly, I think it's a good representation of the average album nowadays. I gave it a C-. minus. Okay. All I know, this track is okay. Definitely not my fave. Music and lyrics could use a little bit more diversity. I gave it a C. So I, so far with I'm with you, Aaron. These first six songs sound real similar. Yeah, like not the worst I've ever heard on them, but they are very, very similar. The beat, the sound is all very similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, song number seven, lonely. So far, his best song lyrically, a song about him losing people close to him. How his his success doesn't seem right without those people. I thought it was another great song. I gave it an A. Wow. 
kind of a ballad show. Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> you, you knew I was going to like this one. It's kind of the ballad of the album. Well, I didn't really see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is how I had to find new ways to say the same thing. So I said, lonely. This is just another loaf of bread. Like if an average bakery makes bread every day using the same recipe and it comes out tasting the same every day, never getting better, never worse. Just the same, day after day. This song is one of those loaves of bread. C. (laughs) (laughs) See, but on this one though, his lyrics actually meant something. Like the previous six tracks, his lyrics were garbage and they didn't have any true meaning. Nope, but I'm speaking to the sound. The sound is so the same that it's just it it almost like I found myself even though I'm supposed to be reviewing this album I could have took a nap I I, I have a hard time with somebody who's an ACDC fan saying that about somebody (laughs) I do because there's no band in the world that sounds more the same than ACDC album to album than ACDC okay album to album but Song to song, song to there are the different thing. sounds within those songs. It, there, there are. I, I would album, I would put any one of their albums against it, this and say it's more diverse. Especially a Brian Johnson ACDC album is could be one continuous song, and you, and you wouldn't really know the difference. Part of that is I his disagree. voice. Part of that is his well, voice. Well, it, it is because he has one range yes. really high. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I have a hard time... like. And, and, and yes, I will admit that this the music on this album is pretty, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but song, track one and track 15. Because I, I will say this, the, the only thing that diversifies in here is his voice. Because yeah. he changes it up a little bit yeah. from song to song. That's about the only thing that, that he changes. The music is very, even though music is good, it's well produced, it has a good sound to it, it's just, it's... So vanilla, it's. But you can say the same thing about literally every ACDC album. I disagree. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, song seven, lonely. Seven, lonely. The song is decent, but a little blah to me. Lyrics talk about I think losing his father and aunt. Maybe I'm not sure, but it scores a C plus. I couldn't really tell. Like, yeah, was if he was. It's about losing his father and his aunt. Okay. All right. Song number eight, World War Two. Three. three. Or three, sorry. Um, I said the song is short, but fucking rocks. I love it. Give it an A. Now, you got to say this song's different than the rest of them. Hold on. Let me speak. <laughs> Track eight, World War Three. This is seriously punk. Not bad punk either. It was short and full of attitude. A minus. Okay. Woo! All right. Damn. All right. Get off my back, Keith. <laughs> Track eight, <laughs> World War Three. A fast-paced, heavier sound on this one. Lyrically, about getting shit on by others and dealing with critics. Pretty good song for only being a minute long. I gave it a B. Yeah. The, the worst, the, the thing I could say that I hated the most about the song, it was too short. Mm-hmm. I, I would have went for at least double that length, like, to fit the rest of the album. Yeah. So, 
track nine is Kevin and, and Barracuda. I just wrote not a song. Yeah, me so. too. I said it was fucking stupid. And I wrote yeah. dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll skip that and we'll go right to track 10. Concert for Aliens. This song is lyrically his worst because the lyrics are kind of stupid. But the lyrics do fit, fit the song. Musically, musically, I thought it was good. I gave it a C+. <sighs> track 10, Concert for Aliens. I said it sounds similar to the first part of the album. But for some reason, I like this one just a little bit more. It's crisp musically and has that punk feel again. I gave it a B minus. Hmm. All right, concert for aliens. This track is just okay. Music is pretty good, but not a huge fan of the lyrics. I gave it a C. Please note that I gave it the highest grade. (laughs) (laughs) Track 11. My ex's best friend featuring Black Bear. Um... I put the song as pretty good, but not great. But I did say that the, that the band is great. I think their music is musically. I think they're out of the newer bands that I've heard. I think they're top tier. I I gave this one a C. The the band would be what we is referred to in the music business as tight. Yes, like I I I won't disagree with you on that. For whatever I think of the sound and all that, musically they are good. Yeah. Although Travis Barker has a lot to do with this, yeah, he wrote most of the songs. I don't know if he plays on it or not, but I'm I'm guessing he knows people that that he put a, put together a pretty decent. I bet he plays on some of it. I would think. But yeah, he I, musically, I think this is one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I I'm not going to argue with you on that. Um. Track 11, My Ex's Best Friend. I said, this is this one is sort of a rock hip-hop song that switches about a minute into it when Black Bear comes into the song. If you took Black Bear out, this is a better song. I gave it a C+. Now, isn't Black Bear, Black Bear kind of huge right now, though? I have, I'd never even heard of the person, so... I, so I, I got younger nieces, and I'm pretty sure this is one of those artists that the younger generation is... So, Super into. This is also kind of the way that quote unquote rock artists go nowadays is is get someone who raps to go in the middle of the song. Yeah. I, this sounded just like, oh, we got to do one of those songs, so let's do this. But what's weird is the fact that Machine Gun Kelly used to be basically a rapper, right? Like, and that's I, why I said if you if you if you just left him do the song, I think it's a better song. I would have probably gave it a, like like a B minus or a B. Yeah, I like. I didn't think it was one of the best songs on there, but I, I know that I'm pretty sure that that black bear is huge. Okay, well, it is a bear. Bears are pretty big. Um, track eleven, Max's best friend. All around good song sound on this song about falling for your ex's friend. Very catchy. I forgot to give it a grade. <laughs> there's, there's no grade at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh, but I've done that before, <laughs> yeah. and I caught it at like when I was, I I've learned to proofread. <laughs> I was just gonna toss it out there, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna say that I forgot to give it a grade. Um, but uh, <laughs> quick, gun to your head right I'm now. I'm gonna go with a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that in there. I gave it a C plus. <laughs> song twelve, Jawbreaker. Not a big fan of the song. It rocks pretty hard during the chorus, though. 
but the rest of the song was average. If the whole song was as good as the chorus, it would it would have been an A, but I gave it a C. Track 12, Jawbreaker. I said, this is a definite attempt to be grunge and a complete failure. Worst song so far, D minus. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Track 12, Jawbreaker. Uh, not a real big fan of this track, but it's still kind of catchy. Slower beat on this one and lyrically just okay. I gave it a C. Song number 13, Nothing Inside, featuring Ian Dior. Uh, I put another good song. I also said that these songs definitely have a heavy 90s influence, and I like 90s music. Uh, I give this one a B-. minus. Track 13, Nothing Inside. I would walk 500 miles, or at least it seems to have stole the, the beat of that song. I wish I was listening to that song. This one blows. <laughs> D. <laughs> Nothing inside. Lyrics are just okay, and same with the music. Not a favorite on this album, but not horrible. I gave it a C. Uh, track 14 is Banyan Tree. It's an interlude. Uh, I don't understand why this dude puts interludes in the middle of his album. No, no. this is a little middle. bit of song. There's one song left. <laughs> why you need an interlude now? <laughs> I know. That, yeah. That's what I mean. I said not a song, no grade. Um... I said, it does have Megan Fox in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that means a, nothing. As does, so are, they must be dating? Yes. Because or at least one, they were. I don't she's know in she one of his videos. Too. Really? She's not yeah. with Brian Austin Green anymore? No, she was with him, and I don't know if they still are or if they broke up, but she was with him. Mm. Yeah, I saw her in one of the videos. I'm like, oh, I mean, it's something. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's doing something, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, let's see. I wrote weird song, very short, just talking mostly. Blah. C minus. Oh, you actually graded it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that one you graded. That one you graded. But my ex's best friend, you didn't. There was uh there was some actual singing in, in like the middle of the yeah. song for like. It wasn't a song. Twenty seconds. I, so I was unclear as to whether that was actually even him. <laughs> Maybe because it wasn't. I don't I, know. That's what I mean. I there was music and stuff. I'm like. I don't know what this is supposed to be, so I didn't grade it. Uh, track 15, play this when I'm gone. This song is apparently written for his girl. It also talks about his personal struggles. Best lyrics on the album. Musically, probably the worst. I gave it a C. Well, we do agree on something. Play this when I'm gone. This is apparently supposed to be a letter that he's leaving for someone to play back when he's gone. So he talks the entire song. Not a fan of that ever. F. <laughs> Play this when I'm gone. I think this track is about suicide or overdose or something. Kind of a lyrically dark track to wrap up the album. I gave it a C. The, by the way, this album review went exactly how I thought it was going to go today. <laughs> <laughs> so, to wrap up the album. So, I have to admit, I was not real excited to do this album review as I've listened to Machine Gun Kelly before and was not a wait fan. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You thought I was going to have an A on one of these? No. Okay, so not exactly as you thought. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have an A either. But but for the good of our listeners, I agreed to do this. And let me tell you uh, that this album was fucking awesome. I am now a fan of the new Machine Gun Kelly. I was really impressed with this album. I can see why this album debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200. This album is a throwback to 90s punk. 
Um, I didn't think there were any bad songs, minus the interludes. But I also <laughs> I thought the same, Aaron. <laughs> I heard it, but I also didn't think there were any top one hundred songs either. Overall, I'd give this album a B plus. Just remember, this did not finish twenty twenty as a number one album. No, it debuted at number one. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. This is not as good as apparently as uh, what's her faces album that we listened to. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I said, I went into this review somewhat hopeful. Hopeful to hear a decent rock album. It's not. Hopeful that music would at least be, that that the music would at least be good. It is, for the most part. And hopeful that I might find some new songs to add to my playlist. I didn't. (laughs) If it was not for a few songs in the middle of this album, I would have said this was a huge waste of my time. Luckily, there, were at least, there was at least a small bit of saving grace with songs like Concert for Aliens and especially World War III that entertained me just a little bit. I think if Machine Gun Kelly wanted to be a, a straight-up punk artist, he could excel. If he keeps doing this mixture of stuff, I don't think the future looks as bright. I know this album might be some people's cup of tea, but for me, it's more like trying to drink pickle juice through your nose. Painful and not advised. D+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm curious about your comment about how he could be a good punk artist. Straight up punk, not like if you look. If I if I look at this, I think World War Three is the only one I get straight punk sound. I like that's why I like that the most. See, I think that's right where he should be. This album reminded me a lot of like a social distortion album. Do you consider them straight punk? Because some people don't. Some people consider them not not really. Like, like the yeah, Be- because I, they're that's, commercially and that's what successful. This, and, and, that, and that's what this more is. No, <laughs> no, because some of your great punk artists had they had success, but not because punk is all about going against the grain and and not and not trying to be a pop artist or a rock artist or a country artist. They're, they're trying to go against the grain. That's what punk is, is at its best. And that's what I think he should do because the songs that I see, I see that in are the ones I actually liked. I think that's what he was trying to do though. Well, then he a little bit was okay. And then he failed a lot at a lot of it <laughs> because I, I heard a lot of grunge reference in there. Well, in some of those songs. <laughs> Grunge and punk don't go well together. But what you said punk is is exactly what grunge is. I, it is. But <laughs> but but they're on opposite sides of it. Like punk is is upbeat and grunge is real mellow typically. Like every every genre has their their exceptions uh, with some songs or certain bands but that's typically what they are to me that's what on some of these songs what he's trying to do he's trying to meld that together and i don't think it works obviously you think differently let's hear your this album was surprisingly pretty good i'd heard of this guy before but didn't know his music all I knew was that he was a rapper. Yeah, by the way, this doesn't sound like any of his old music at all. Yeah, I figure. <laughs> no. Uh, this album did sound a bit like 90s punk, unsurprisingly, with Travis Barker working on this album. I can say I would probably listen to some of these songs again, and I think you should continue making this type of music. 
I gave it a B minus. Yeah. I, I I know where you're going, Dom. When when you say what you say, I think part of part of the problem here with him is he's not writing a lot of his own music, lyrics included. If you look if you look right. at if you look at the song credits, he's only credited on maybe half the song. Yeah. Travis Barker wrote a lot of music, and then they got a couple other people that came and wrote music for him. Um, I thought instrumentally, I really thought this is one of the best albums from a newish artist that I've heard in a while. Yeah, as as, as I said, I think I think musically it was good. I, it's not for me. It's not the type of music I think. Uh he should be singing to i think he should be singing uh, to more of a punk song more, more like more, like, more like this is this is a very smooth album i would say like like well produced but even the sound is just smooth like i i can't think of a better word actually to describe it um if you're going to do a punk album it's got to be a little more choppy a little more you know what i mean a little more, I don't know if this is a word, but it's going to be right now, anarchistic. <laughs> I guess maybe that's why they categorize it as a punk, as pop. A punk pop. Yeah. Yeah. But if you lost the pop part, I'm, I'm a fan. Honestly. <laughs> here's, here's where I think the issue comes in with him, though. He's never been a punk artist. So... And generally, generally, doesn't mean he shouldn't be. But generally, and I'm not saying all the time, but generally, punk artists, if the punk bands, if they have a if they have a hit, it's one hit. Like they don't, they're not in it for the money, so to speak. That's what makes right. them punk. Yes, I don't think that's this dude. I, I think this dude, no. this dude's in it for the money. It absolutely <laughs> is, and that's and that's why he's he's adding pop into the mix, and that's why he's changing from what he was doing to what he's doing now because he's trying to find something where he can. He can just rake in the most amount of money. Well, this I think he excels at. Like, I will say this: the, the this is better sound. than what he was doing. I will say that. Yes, the the punk sound I think he's pretty good at, and I, and I know where you're coming from. It, it doesn't sound like your traditional punk album. You know, what I mean? it's not the Sex Pistols by yeah. any means. Like, I, I I'm not trying to to diss this album. I did not hate this album. I ended up with giving it a D, but honestly, if that, there was... That sounds like you hate the album. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Not hate, dislike. It's, but it's I, below average. But, but I, it, it is below average. I think overall it is. Um, if I took out the last three songs, the, act, the last three actual songs, that brings us up to about a C plus. I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I expected to hate this album. And this is one of those where after about the fourth song, I, I was listening to it on my headphones. My wife was in the uh, living room with me. And after about the fourth song, I took my headphones off. I said, my wife, I can't believe how fucking good this album is. And, and, and I will say the back half of the album does sag a little bit. Yeah. It's not quite as good as the front half of the album. Uh, probably intentionally. Why would you intentionally make the... Uh well, because if you have if you have essentially thirteen songs, and you know six of them are going to be really good and six of them are going to be very average, you put the six really good songs. Actually, if you made this a ten song album, I think it's a pretty good album. You you, you, you might be right. It probably would have been. But I'm, it also I'm looking been. over the grades I gave. I gave nothing below a C minus 
until track 12. But you also got to remember that if it's only a 10-track album, it's only about 15 minutes long. Well, you could take World War Three <laughs> and double the how long that is, at least. <laughs> what, sing it twice? Huh? You, you sing it twice? Like I would listen to that over some of this <laughs> other crap. See, I was starting to wonder, because if, if I go through my grades... Starting with track one, it goes B, 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 C plus A, C, C plus B, and then it goes C, C plus, C, C, C minus yeah. C. And I was like, well, am I just kind of getting sick of hearing but the, no. but the what? sound? No, because why or is the middle of the album the best? I think we all had the middle of well, better than, didn't we? I know, well, I know I Aaron and I did. I have, yeah, no, I the d- beginning in, in the middle, yeah. My your, t- your best grade is in the middle, isn't it? No, my best grade is well, track five, I uh, gave an A. Yeah. So in track eight, I gave a B, and then it's basically See, I gave, all C's after that. I gave three A's on the album: track one, track seven, and eight. So we're not that far off in the way we're thinking, though. We're all thinking that a lot of that the tracks that are towards the middle of this album were some of the better el- better tracks. But I didn't give it anything lower than a C. What was what were like your last four grades? Song track fifteen was a C, thirteen was a B minus, twelve was a C, and eleven was a C. Mm-hmm. Did we all agree that uh, Jawbreaker was the worst song of the album? Um, e- even though I gave the last one an F, that's only because he talked. If he would have sang that song. I would have I I wouldn't have hated it. I think we all said that we weren't a big fan of that song. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a C, so which was I. my lowest grade, other than track fourteen, which so, he only sang so I ten seconds. I, I don't think that we're all that far apart, realistically, because we we had the same kind of impressions of it. I you're right. I am naturally going to probably grade this at least a full grade lower than you guys are, just because of the '90s thing. Yeah. I will. It's got a huge '90s influence, right? And, but and, and Travis Barker's producing the album, which yeah. But if you sense. took the pop part out of it, he doesn't I, make money. <laughs> I mean, he'd make money for me because because I, I I might buy the album then. But the songs that he released, and none of oddly enough, none of the individual songs charted. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Like his album was. Came on at number one in the Billboard Top 200, but none of the none of his actual releases charted because mm. he released my ex girlfriend or my friend of my, my ex girlfriend or whatever my ex ex's my best ex's friend best friend, my ex's yeah. best friend and Bloody Valentine are the two that he released and neither one of them charted. Mm. But the album was number one, and, and it, I he should have released "Concert for Aliens," and all the all the alien people would have bought that. He should have sure. released "World War 3 I mean, I realize it's it, only a long. Yeah. That, that's but that's the hard sell is because of the, the length. I think I think if it's if it is double the length, you release that. And I, I think you got a hit. I think that plays on rocks on rock stations. So that's the thing. It, could, I, it very well could. Where, where the rest of these fall into the kind of the pop thing, which we talked about, and for pop music, it's not. Great pop music. It's not Britney Spears. It's not you know no. what I'm saying. It's not these no. you know Justin Timberlake type stuff. Yeah. But if you play World War Three or if you release World War Three, and I realize it's only a minute long, but it'll get airplay. I think on rock stations. And and honestly, like the beginning part of the album, songs like uh, Kiss Kiss and Drunk Face. If you actually have good lyrics with those songs, I don't hate them as much either. They're very like, but. 
I get it. When, when all you're doing is talking about basically getting hammered and going to the yes. club, I, your, your lyrics aren't. Y- yeah, y- yeah. Y- this is this is a Kesha type thing where because because musically, I thought those were some of the yeah. better songs. Yeah. Which, which track charted the best? Do you know? None of them charted. Oh, none of them charted at all. No. Really? And I couldn't find anywhere where it said they charted. I mean, I, I am a little surprised by that because, yeah. I mean, God knows I'm not the the one to ask if you're asking about a mainstream song because I'm not really a fan of of the whole mainstream thing. But I would have thought that that a, one or two of these would would have made that. Just um, just the fact of being who he is, you'd think it would it would chart. Oh, I, I take that back. I'm wrong. I just found my my ex best friend reached number twenty five. Um, that might be the black bear thing. If you're if you're right about that, if he's if he's big, concert for aliens actually peaked at seventeen. All right, uh, but that was on the hot rock and alternative song charts. It did not does not look like it charted in the top two hundred. Um, and it doesn't look like Bloody Valentine charted it at all. <laughs> well, no, it was 50 in the Hot 100, three in the Rock and Alternative songs. Three? Yeah, two two in the Ooh. Rock Airplay. So I wonder what rock stations are playing this. Cause, are you on Wiki or what are you looking at? Yeah, Wiki. But you have to click on the articles for each individual song at the bottom. Oh, okay. So, so I guess he did have three charts, but none of them were only only one. I think in the Billboard Top 100 or How 100. Hmm. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good album. I'm surprised World War Three wasn't one of the. I, I, that's where it. I I think I think because of, they may not have even released that just because of the length. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. It, it, in today's music industry, it, it's hard to sell a two-minute song, much less a one-minute song. Yeah. But you also, in today's music industry, have a lot of online, and I would think that you could make an excellent video on YouTube for that at uh, pretty much zero cost. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's not like back in the day where you had to make a you had to make an elaborate video for MTV. That song there, being a punk song like that, you can basically have him thrashing around on stage for a minute. Yeah, you can you can make him the the twenty twenties Johnny Rotten. Yeah, I, seriously, like I don't know, I just I just don't understand and, why, why and the song's British and all those songs. The guy already has the punk look. Yeah, he does. He looks like a punk rock. Like, did you see the album cover? Yes. Yeah, with him standing there with yeah, that pink guitar. Yeah, I think that's a great album cover. Like. Like I, I kind of wish all music wasn't digital right now. Because you know what would have made that that better is if they had that picture and they had a bunch of aliens sitting around the pool. <laughs> but but <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. But Johnson for alien. Come on. Yeah. I, I love that he's standing standing on the you know in the middle of a pool on a ledger and tell it's a hot tub in the pool and it's all empty and it's just in some dude's backyard. Like, I, oh, sorry. I think this dude. Oh. <laughs> I think this dude, if he keeps doing what he's doing with this kind of music, has potential to be 
You know what's kind of weird, though? Outstanding. So, it says that it it charted at number one, U.S. Billboard 200, Yeah. right? It was released in September, but the year-end chart performance Yeah, it was like 256. 154. So, it like... It, It dropped. It dropped dramatically just in a short amount of time. I mean, some of that might have been people... Expecting something completely different. Yeah, so yeah. that might have been people expecting a Machine Gun Kelly album that was a Machine Gun Kelly album, but this is something new and different. Because he had quite a following with his rap career. Like, he wasn't like some nobody. <laughs> I tried typing in Machine Gun Kelly. It came out Machine Gun Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, like, I think this guy could kind of blow up doing this kind of music i know i was listening i don't remember what track i was on probably three or four and my nephew came upstairs and he was like oh is that mgk and i was like what? and then i looked <laughs> looked at the name again and i'm like oh yeah yeah it's so, mgk so my biggest issue with him actually is his name he stole somebody's name mm. yeah i don't think he cares there was already Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why he took the name. <laughs> That's horseshit. All right. We're <laughs> going to wrap this up. Uh, let us know what you think, either about the podcast or about this episode in general. You can email us at a little less conversation podcast at gmail.com. By the way, I'm, cha- I'm changing my name to Michael Jackson, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, Michael Might Jordan. Might not be a good. Maybe yeah, Michael Jordan. I don't know if you want to change it to Michael Maybe Jackson. Prince. <laughs> You I don't know. I'll let you know next week. There's probably a million Michael Jacksons out there, though. You can Facebook us at a little <laughs> conversation podcast. <laughs> have to thank the Pull Tops for the use of their music. You can find them at thepulltops.com. They got some outstanding music. Check them out. Also, have to thank our sponsor, Craig Peterson at Southern Automotive. If you're going to buy a car, go talk to our sponsor, Craig. Let them know that you're a fan of the podcast. When you buy that car, he's going to throw in a $100 gift card for a gas station so you can get gas. You can buy a gas station. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could put that towards buying a gas station if you really wanted to. That'd be awesome. <laughs> if, if you're listening to us, we'd like you to rate and review. Uh, you can find us at, damn it, that was the first ah of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us anywhere podcasts are um, broadcasts, put up, available. Available, I guess. Available, available. yeah. Uh, until next week, happy holidays, bitches.
my